There's a Gemara in Megillah on the Aptazayin Mabez on the Pasuk in the Parsha that says, Vachulam Nasan Leish Khalifais Smalais, Ulvinyamin Nasan Khamesh Khalifais. As Yasef was sitting with his brothers around the table in Mitzrayim, and the brothers still did not know that he was Yasef, their brother. So, Lechulam Nasan Leish Khalifais Smalais. He gave each and every one of the brothers one shirt, one khalifa, and to Binyamin he gave five khalifa smallest. He gave five instead of one. And the Gemara is baffled by this behavior of, uh, of Yasef. The Gemara says, Efshir Dabrish and it's star by Yasef Tzadik. Is it Shaykh that something that this Tzadik, that Yasef Tzadik suffered from so much, which is the kinah that the brothers had towards him, because he had a little bit of extra silk in his beged, in the Ksenis Pasim that Yaakov Vino gave to him. He had a little bit extra silk. And for that, the brothers hated him. They were jealous of him. They threw him into the pit. They sold him to Mitzrayim. So is it Shaykh that that very midah of kinah Yosef would not have learned the lesson from and would not have tried to re, you know, to, to fix what he had learned, that life lesson. Don't make your brothers jealous. Don't you think that would be something that he would try as hard as he could to prevent in the future? And yet, we find that he was doing the very same thing. History was repeating itself. And once again, just like his father gave him extra now he was giving Binyamin extra. Was he trying to have Binyamin the target of the brother's envy? How is it Shaykh that Yesva Yesva Tzadik would do such a thing? And the Gemara says, Amar Binyamin Bar Yafes, Remez Ramazloi, Sha'asid Ben Latzes Bimeno, Shiyatza Milfne Amelach, Bechamisha Lubushe Malchus. Now, the Teretz is that all Yosef wanted to do was be Meramez to Binyamin, that there would be a descendant coming from him by the name of Mardachai Atzadik, who would someday go and leave, go out, emerge in Shushan wearing five big day malchus. As the Pasuk says, with Mardachai Yatsum of Neamelech, with a Keser Malchus, with a Tcheles, Vachur, all of the wonderful garments that Mordechai was blessed with wearing from Achashverosh, that's what Yosef wanted to hint to Binyamin, that he was going to have a descendant, Mordechai descended from Binyamin, who was going to emerge with these chamesh, chamesh um, smallest, with these extra five garments. And so that's why Yosef gave Binyamin Five Khalifas, even though all the other brothers got one. So the obvious question is, that's nice. That's a nice remez that Yosef was trying to give Binyamin. But at the end of the day, it doesn't answer the question. How does the fact that he was being Meramis him, something Baruch HaKadosh, help the fact that the brothers, who probably didn't understand the remez, I don't know if Binyamin himself necessarily understood the remez, but the brothers, Pashtas, did not know the remez. So why would that be helpful in terms of mitigating the, the kinah that Yosef should have been vigilant in trying to prevent? 
Kut, he has a remez. How does that answer the question? At the end of the day, how does this answer the problem of the Gemara that how did you give five Khalifas to the other, to the Yaman and all the other brothers got one? Shouldn't that cause jealousy? That will stir up the envy of the brothers. So good. So it's remez Ramazor. That's nice. But how does that answer the problem? So the Gra gives the Tarots. The Gra says that what happened was that all of the five smallest that Binyamin got were not of equal quality to the other brothers, one, one Khalifa. Meaning all the other brothers, let's say, got a very fancy type of Khalifa. Let's call it a, you know, um, Brooks Brothers. All of the brothers got a Brooks Brothers shirt. That's a hush of a shirt, right? That's, let's say, a $50 shirt or a $70 shirt, depending on what time of year you buy it. But the, the, um, but Binyamin, but Binyamin got five, you know, regular Kirkland shirts from Tar, from, uh, from, uh, from Costco, right? Costco, they sell, serve, they sell shirts that are supposedly just as good a quality, but it's $10 instead of being $50. So Binyamin got five of those types of shirts. The other brothers got a regular Brooks Brothers shirt. And so, therefore, there was no kinna. Why did Yosef do this? Yosef did this in order to be Meramis to Binyamin, that there will be a, a descendant that comes forth from you, that will go out with five chashubah garments. But he was being Meramis to him in such a way that it wasn't going to stir up any envy because his shirt, his five shirts were really equal in value to each of the one shirts that the brothers got. And the Gros says, I'll bring you a riot to that. If you think it's just different the Nebius that I'm saying, I'll bring you a riot from the Torah that what I'm saying is true. Because he says that the Lashon of the Pasuk is, Lekulam Nasan Le'ish Chalifais Smalais, that they all got Chalifais. That Lashon of Chalifais was, was spelled in the Torah Malay with above. Ul Binyamin, and Binyamin got Chamisha Chalifais. They all got one Chalifa, but that was Malay. And Binyamin got five Chalifais, but the Lashon by Binyamin is Chaser. It's without a Bav. And whenever the Torah says something without a Bav, that means that there's something deficient or defective in the quality that's being given. And so the Chalifais of Binyamin were defective. They didn't have that same Chashivas as the one Beged, as the one Chalifa that the all the other brothers got. So that was the way the Gra gets around answering what the Gemara's Teretz is in Megillah. I wanted to perhaps say a different shot in the Gemara's Teretz, but first we have to take a little bit of a detour and discuss something that's very important to us in understanding what a friendship is in life. We know that there is no words in the Torah that are the same. And we've discussed this many times. The Lashnach is different than all other Lashinas in the, in, in the world in the sense that other Lashinas in the world, English is what we're most, you know, conversant in. So we'll use that as a raya. The, in English, it doesn't really make a big difference if you use any of the words in the list of thesaurus. Basically, I mean, obviously some of the words don't always fit. Should always like look in the dictionary just to double check that the word that you're you know that you're changing it for in the thesaurus makes sense. 
but basically there's no difference between wealthy and affluent, rich and uh, all these words which we've used before, these are words that are interchangeable. It doesn't matter whether you use one word or another, they have the same basic meaning with maybe slight nuances, but generally speaking it doesn't really matter. You're not going to get penalized, nobody's going to take any points off of your test or your essay by using a word that's a little bit different, it doesn't really matter. When it comes to Lashon HaKadosh, every single word is different. Every word has a different shayrish, and the etymology of every word is different when it comes to Lashon HaKadosh, which is something that really doesn't apply by any other of the, the, the world's languages. And of course, there are many people that spent a better part of their life and their scholarship trying to determine the differences between these words. The, the Gra has a, an entire kuntras, which is called Shemus on their Duffim, explaining different words, the nuances of difference between words that seem to be the same, but really have a lot of difference between the two words. The Shamsher Fal Hirsch, also, the, his Pirish and Chumish is largely built on understanding the makeup of words and how one word differs from the other and how that makes all the difference in the world. The Malbim speaks about this at great length. And this is something that we have to understand that this is something that makes Lashon HaKadosh unique. When it comes to the word friend, in Lashon HaKadosh, there's a lot of different ways of saying it, as there are in, in all languages, Lahabdul. In English, you could say friend, you could say comrade, you could say amigo, you could say a lot of different words that seem to all really have the same, the same meaning. But when it comes to Lashon HaKadosh, there are also differences, but the differences make all the difference in the world. There's a word called Chaver. Chaver is a way of saying friend. He's my friend. And that's a very strong Lashon. It means that there's a Chibor between us. There are other words. There's Reya. Reyos is a, a different way of saying friend. It has a different connotation. We're not going to go into all of them today. But the one that I want to speak about today is something called a yidid. A yidid is another way of saying he's, he's a friend of mine. I could say he's my chaver, I could say he's my reya, or I could say he's my yidid. Yidid is a very special Russian. Yidid implies a very strong kesher that's probably the strongest kesher that's possible when we're speaking about relationships. If a person says he's my yidid nefesh, that means that he is my friend, that's mamish, an amazing friend, a strong bond. Because the word you did comes from the word yad, yad. That's what you did means. Yad, yad, which means that my hand and his hand are interlocked. And with that, what the connotation is, is that I am with him, come thick and thin. There is no difference between me and him. We are hand in hand. And I don't care whether or not times are good. It's not such a big kunst to be a friend of somebody when, you know, when he's the most popular guy in yeshiva. Everybody wants to be his friend. What happens when he's not so popular? What happens when he's like a little bit of a, you know, something's wrong in his life. He has issues. He's got problems. Am I still going to be his friend when, when a person is rich, everybody wants to be his friend. When a person suddenly, you know, is unemployed and has challenges, challenges in life, suddenly people, you know, don't become 
exactly that same level of friendship. A Yedid is somebody who is with you through thick and through thin, that whether it's good times or bad, whether times are really amazing or times are very tough, he's my friend. That's a Yedid. I once had a Rebbe in seventh, seventh grade, and he told me, it was actually years later, it wasn't when I was in seventh grade, but we kept a Kesher, and after... You know, many years later, I, I went to his house once, and we were speaking about something. I don't know how the topic came up, but he said to me, he says, how many friends do you have? I said, you know, I think I, you know, I have Baruch Hashem, I, you know, I'm a pretty popular guy. I have a lot of friends, maybe dozens of friends. He says, if you're telling me that you have dozens of friends, you don't even have one single friend. And I got very insulted. So what, what do you mean by that? He says, a real friend is a friend that you have that maybe you find once or twice in your life. What we call friends are not really automatically friends. Friends are really associates. You know, friends are friends, you know, we play ball with, we go, maybe we go out to eat with them, or we, we schmooze with them, they're roommates. That's, that's nice, that's an acquaintance, that's an associate, that's somebody that we, we have a Kesher with, but that's not a real friend. He said, this is what, at least what my Rebbe was saying says, a real friend is somebody that you can call at 3 o'clock in the morning, you get stuck you know, on the jackie or in the Van Wick or the belt, and you have a flat tire, and you have nobody else to call, and he's a guy that will come running over and help you. Or you have a friend that you, know, you need, you're making a chasna, you need $10,000, and you know, who are you going to go to? The gemachs are not helping you out, and you don't have anywhere else to turn, and you go to your friend and you say, I need $10,000 without batting an eyelash, whether he has the money, whether he doesn't, he will write you out a check for $10,000. That's a friend. That's a real friend. That, he's with you in life. He's not what's called a fair-weathered friend that, you know, I, he's a friend when things are good or when, when it's easy. That's not a kunst to be a friend. It's not a big trick to be a friend when everything is just easy. The, the litmus test of a real friendship is... What happens when things are not easy? Is he still going to be with you throughout all the vicissitudes of life or not? And if you are, then you're a yidid. If you're not, maybe you're a chavar, maybe you're a reyat. But in terms of a yidid, you cannot be called a yidid unless you're willing and able to be a friend throughout whatever happens in life. It's a very high level of friendship that's expected of a friend. But that, and it's very rare, it's cannot, not shy to find such a friend. And if you do have such a friend, then you're a lucky person. Because that is what a person really, ideally, should be in terms of a friend to others. And what we need in terms of our own relationships, we could use one or two friends like this. The Rabbeinu Shalom is called our Yedid. One of the many ways that we describe the Rabbeinu Shalom is Yedid. There's a Pasuk in Yeshaya that says, Ashira na yididi, which means that we refer to the Rabbi Nishalayim as Yedid. He's our friend. What does that mean the Rabbi Nishalayim is our friend? He's our God. He's our Father. What does it mean he's a Yedid? And the Pshat in that he's a Yedid is that the Rabbi Nishalayim is this sort of being that's with us no matter what happens to us in life. The Rabbi Nishalayim is always at our side. We see exhibit A for this in our very parsha. In this parasha it says that there's a promise that's made to Yaakov Avinu, Anoichi Eirid Imcha Mitzrayma, 
that I will go down with you to Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch says to Yaakov and I will come back up with you from Mitzrayim. And the Mechilta says, that Yardu Yisrael Mitzrayim, Yardu when Klai Yisrael goes down to Mitzrayim, to Mamish the Memtesh Aritama, the Rabbani Shalom is with us, he accompanies us. Whatever we are in, any matzah that we're in, whether we're in Golas, or whether we're in Geula, the Rabbani Shalom is with us. He doesn't say, you know what, I'm going to be going to my Kisei HaKavid, and when you come out of Golas, wake me up, and I'll, you know, call me, and I'll be there with you. No, the Rabbani Shalom says, I am with you. You're going down to Mitzrayim, I'm going to be there with you. When you come back up, I will be with you. I am there constantly. And there are big Gedalim, the Klezmer who were dealing with Emuna issues of people during the concentration camps, during the Holocaust. People had terrible halishas and Amuna, as we can understand. It was a difficult, very, the most trying period in our Golas, probably, to live through the Holocaust with all of the, all of the terrible, terrible Yisurim Neirayim that were trying our, our resolve and our strength in, in Yadas and in Amuna and Bitachin. And the Kleisenberger Rebbe was a hero. And he was helping the Yidden try to get through it, the people that were, were in the camps with him. And one person says, how can you say that there's a Rabbi Nishalim? I don't see the Rabbi Nishalim anywhere with me. How, how can you say there's a Rabbi Nishalim? Where's the Rabbi Nishalim? Why isn't he with us? And the Kleisenberg Rebbe said, I feel the Rabbi Nishalim much more here than I did outside of the camps. If a person is able to be perceptive, you're able to get much closer to the Rabbi Shalom in tough times than in good times. When things are good, we don't always feel the Rabbi Shalom. We always say, you know, that's me. When things are bad, then we come on to the Rabbi Shalom. Because we feel him, and we need him there. And that's when times, and that's because the Rabbi Shalom is there with us always. But we especially can feel the Rabbi Shalom's presence when things are bad. That's what a Yidid is. Rabbi Shalom is the ultimate you did because he's with us not only when things are good, but even when things are bad. Of all of the Shvatim, we find that Binyamin was called a Yedid. No other of the Shvatim, if I'm not making a mistake, was called a Yedid except for Binyamin. Binyamin, the Pasuk says in Parshish Vayechi, in Parshish Vayechi Sabracha rather, that Binyamin is described as a Yedid Hashem. He is a Yedid, he is a, a person who is always there for the Rabbi Nishayim. Thick and through thin, he is there, he is the dedicated and devoted Ebed Hashem. That's how the Pasuk describes Binyamin. Where do we find this devotion? So the Gemara and Saita says on that Lamed Zayinam and Aleph that Binyamin was the first tribe to jump into the Yamsuf at that moment in history that Mesir Snevish was necessary. None of the other tribes were willing and able. We know that Nachshim and Aminadav did jump in, but in terms of a tribe going and jumping in, the first Shevet to go and jump in as a group into the Yamsuf was Shevet Binyamin. That showed that he was a willing and able 
dedicated servant, a great friend of the Rabbi Shalom. He was devoted to the Rabbi Shalom service. All the other Shratim were waiting, standing back, waiting for something to change, waiting for a miracle to happen. Binyamin said, no. Binyamin said, I am did Hashem. I am going to be here for the Rabbi Shalom. Now is a time that requires Mesiris Nefesh, and I am going to jump right into the Yamsuf and do whatever needs to be done, even putting my life in danger to show my Yedidas to the Rabbi Shalom. And because of that, the Pasuk says, Chazal tell us on this Pasuk, that he was zeichet to be the makam of the mikdash was situated on the chelik shel binyamin. Binyamin's portion of Eretz Yisrael was where part of the Beis Hamikdash was located on, and so because of that, why? Because he was the Yedid Hashem, the Rebbeinu Hashem rewarded him as being his host, the host of the makam mikdash. There's a beautiful medrash. It's a yalkut. That we all know, it's a, I think it's a famous song. It goes like this. Yava, not the song, but the, the medrash. Yava, you did, ben you did. Let the you did, the son of you did come. The yivne you did, le yididim, bechelet shall you did. And let the, let it be built, the you did, for the yididim, in the chelet of the you did. If you ever want to, Make up a great song. Just find a find a like a chazal that has a lot of like repeating, you know, sounding words like ben bad bad, you know, you know anything that makes that sounds like you know that there's a rhythm to it. That's going to be a song. So this this measure for Zeicha to be immortalized as a song because it has this constant refrain of you did. What does it mean? It's a beautiful sounding, you know, it sounds good. What does this mean? Yava, you did, then you did. So he says like this. The Medrash explains. Yavayu Yisrael, let Klai Yisrael come. Shenikru Yedidim. They are called Yedidim. Klai Yisrael by nature are people of this caliber, that they are Yedidim. B'nei Avram, and they are Ben Yedid. They are the sons of Avram, Shnikr Yedid. They are called, Avram Avinu himself was called the Yedid. The Yivna Beis HaMikdash, and let him build the Beis HaMikdash, Shnikr Yedid. It's also called Yedid. Bechelak Binyamin, in the portion of Binyamin, Shnikr Yedid, Lakadish Barchu. So because of this Yedidus, that's why Binyamin was singled out. Yes, Klai Yisrael as a whole are called Yedidim, but Binyamin was special. Binyamin was somebody who was a friend to the Rabbi Nishayim. He was a dedicated and devoted servant to the Rabbi Nishayim. And not only was he dedicated to the Rabbi Nishayim, he was dedicated to his brethren. We find many Chazal and how dedicated Binyamin was. We find that they fell on each other's shoulders. In this parasha, after they revealed to one another that Yosef was really their brother, it says that that they fell, that Binyamin, Bayipal Yosef al Tzavari, Binyamin Achi Bayef, or Binyamin Bach al Tzavari, they fell on one another's shoulders and they cried. And what they were doing was they were commiserating with one another, as the Gemara says, on the two Bate Mikdash, which would be Nechrab, which was in the Chelot of Binyamin, the Beis HaMikdash, as we just said, was built in the Chelot of Binyamin. Mishkan Shiloh was also going to be destroyed. That was built in the Chelot of Yosef. And they were commiserating one with another because Yosef and Binyamin were Yedidim to one another. They were wonderful friends that were Yad Biyad. 
whatever happens, whether it's good times or bad, I am here with you. I am here with you. I'm going to commiserate with you regardless of what the matzav is. Not only was Binyamin a friend in bad times, but he was even a good friend in good times. We said before that, you know, it's not such a cunt to be a friend in good times when things are good, but in a way it is. In a way it's sometimes a bigger chiddish to be a friend in times of, when, when your friend is very matzliach. I'll give you an example. When a person is very, very, um, when a person's making a simcha, and let's say you don't have that simcha, let's say a, a person is, has many children and they're all married one after another. And I have a bunch of kids and they're having a hard time finding a shidduch. So I'm invited to that person's wedding. Do you think it's easy for me to go and dance and be besimcha when I'm having, you know, a similar a, a problem that I'm not able to find shidduchim for my kids? If let's say a person's making a bris. I remember when, when I first got married, we didn't have children right away. And people were inviting myself, my wife, to various simchas, if it's a bris, if it's an upsharing, we didn't have children right away. So it was a very difficult thing, you know, even to pick up the phone. You knew that the person had a kid. They were calling you about a bris. It's a difficult thing to go and, you know, be put on a good face because something that you yourself want so badly, and it's difficult sometimes then to be a good you did. It's easy to be a you did, you know, when, in times of crisis. But in times of, when other people are making simcha, sometimes it's difficult then to be a, a good friend. Binyamin was a good friend even in times of Simcha. Binyamin wanted to share in one another Simcha. He wanted to be, he did not only when things were, were bad for Yasef, but even when things were good. There's a beautiful part from Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz says that on the Pasuk that describes who the sons of Binyamin were, it says that all of the sons of Binyamin were Nikra al-Shem Yasef. One of the most beautiful Rashis in Chumash described that Yosef asked Binyamin, what are the names of your children? And he says, all of my children were named after my long lost brother Yosef. And he goes through each and every one of their names and how, this is before Yosef knew, Binyamin knew that he was talking to his brother Yosef. He says, I miss my brother so much that I named all of my children after, after Yosef. And he goes through he was so handsome, that's why one, one, one child was called such a name after that. But then two of the, of the sons were called strange names, Mupim and Chupim. Funny names to name Jewish boys, Mupim and Chupim. So what does that name, what, what do those names mean? So the Gemara in Saita says, Hu Which means that he wasn't at my chuppah, and I wasn't at his chuppah. I don't know which is which, but mupim, let's say, they're both words that imply chuppah, that connote the word chuppah, mupim and chupim. One was because I was in Zeche, he wasn't at my chuppah, and I wasn't at his chuppah. Frechter Chaim Shmulevitz, I don't understand. He says, I understand calling a child mupim, let's say, because Yaisu was not at my chasna. Minyamin was upset about that. I want all my family to be at my chasna. And if my family, if my brother, my natural, biological, full brother, Yasef, is not at my chuppah, he wasn't able to walk down the aisle at my chasna and be misamech me, 
So that really bothered me a lot. So I called one of my children Mupim. But Chupim is a little strange. Chupim means that I wasn't at his chasna. Why would you name a kid after not being at somebody else's chasna? Why was that such a big problem for Binyamin? And Reb Chaim Shlavit says that for Binyamin, Binyamin was such a special person that he wanted not only for people to be by his chasna, but he wanted to be by other people's chasna. You know, when we become chasanim, so there's a natural, understandable human nature that, you know, you want everybody to be by your chasna. And you, write, you put, a, a, you know, on the bulletin board, you know, that line, you know, that please everybody look at it as a personal invitation. You want, you expect the whole world to smile and to laugh and to dance with you when you're making a simcha. But a lot of times when other people are making chasnas, we don't automatically like jump to go there. You know, we're a little bit excited for the guy and if it's really a good friend, maybe we'll make that extra effort. But if it's difficult, we have a test the next day or it's a little bit too far. The chasnas in Lakewood or the chasnas in, you know, Toronto or the chasnas in Chicago or LA, you know, it's difficult for us to really do that because even if we have the money, it's a tircha to go. And so we're not so quick to, to jump to other people's chasnas because, eh, you know, he has other friends, there will be people there, I don't have to be the last one there, it's fine. But when a person gets married himself, ooh, then everybody has to come. If you don't come to my chasna, then I'm no longer friendly with you. And there's a, there's a great nice by the way, with uh, Shmuel Rizovsky. Shmuel Rizovsky was uh, the Rashiva Panovich who, you know, his, his shiurim rocked the Ayla Matera. The whole world learns Rav Shmuel Rizovsky's Torah in yeshivas. And Rav Shmuel Rizovsky, when he was a bacher, he never went to any chasnas of his friends. All of his friends in Panovich got married. He never went to any chasnas because he wanted to sit and learn. And so, you know, and it is a big shter of your learning every night to run to another chasna and, you know, spend hours there and hours and between the, the chuppah and the, and the, and the first dance is like three hours of waiting for the photographers. It's a big bit of tire, it is. So he wanted to learn, he wanted to steig, and so he didn't go to any of his friends' chasnas. And the story goes that the night of his chasna, all of the chevra, and I think he learned in Panovich maybe himself, I'm not sure. Wherever he learned, I'm not sure where he learned, but wherever he learned, they said, we are making a cherem. Nobody's allowed to go to Shmuel Rizovsky's chasna. He didn't come to our chasnas, and we're not going to his chasnas, and nobody went. There wasn't a single bacher, if you can imagine a chasna, without a single bacher at, at the chasna, it's a pretty depressing sight. You know, you have, you know, your father's friends, your father-in-law's friends, it's like, you know, it looks like a nursing home there, and, and, but in terms of bacher, there's like not one guy dancing, it's like Vizianus. So, it was very depressing, it was a very depressing chasna, and Shmozovsky was very bothered by it. And years later he would say, say, you know, the night of my chasna, was the saddest night of my life. It was the most depressing night of my life. Not one single solitary friend showed up to my chasna. But he said, that night is what made me Shorozovsky. If I was zaycha to anything in learning, it's because I was meiser nefesh. I wanted to go to my friend's chasnas. But I, the calling of Tyra came first. And so that's what made me, had I gone to all my friend's chasnas, I don't know if I would be with Shorozovsky today. The reason why Mishnah Rizovsky is because I didn't go. And my friends perhaps did the right thing by not coming to mine. And it was a sad night, it was depressing for me, but that's what made me who I am today. 
But that's the 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 irony of of or the the, the sad truth about simchas is is that when it comes to your own simcha, you want everybody to come to you. When it comes to other simchas, all right, you know, I'll try, but if I can't, I'll be meichamid. And that is something that you know that that's the difference between being a yidid and being a chaver. He's a friend of mine, but I don't know if I have to do that much. A yidid says he's making a chasna. I'm yad biyad. I'm excited. It's, it's as if it's my own chasna. There is no difference between me and him. A yidid is somebody that sort of morphs himself into that person himself. We are so together. We are attached at the hip. Whatever he is going through, whether it's good or bad, I'm going through. And that's why, says Reb Shmuel, says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, the reason why Binyamin called his son Chupim, which means that I was not Zeichah to be by my brother's chasma, is because Binyamin was that personality that it wasn't just that I should, that Yosef was not at my chasma that bothered me, I'm going to name a kid after that, but it was so bothersome that I was not able to be by his chasma that I'm naming a child after that experience also, because that also bothered me equally, if not more, than the fact that he was not at my chasma, because that's what that's what a good close you did means. It means that I'm I'm here for you no matter what. My father always says, you know, that when it comes to, uh, you, you know, sometimes you get these class invitations and, you know, it's, it's a crazy places and it's like not a convenient night. It's like, you know, on Hanukkah night you have to go down to Baltimore for a chasna. Which means, you know, you can't even light, you don't even know what to do with Mary's Hanukkah, and you have to like, you know, it's just a big pain, like, and you get upset, like, why did they make a chasta and Hanukkah of all times? Or like, two days before Pesach, don't they know that everybody's busy? Why are they doing it? And they're making, they're making everybody schlep somewhere, and it's like, you're upset about it. It says, when it comes to a Levaya, Rahman al-Wazan, you know, everybody runs. For a person, you know, is nifter, a person, you know, shiva, oh, we, we gotta run, we have to go somewhere. Why is it that there's, you know, when it comes to a simcha, people are like, they're more like, I, I'm not going. When it comes to a, a bad, a bad time, everybody's like, oh, I'm there, he needs me. Tarot is because, you know, to commiserate, people are very good at commiserating because, you know, it's a human nature to commiserate. But when it comes to being mishtatif in a simcha, it's much more difficult because there's always that inherent jealousy and that, like, you know, you know, good for him, but you're not really happy for him. You're not fully, fully happy because there's a tinge of jealousy in every, in every simcha. And so, but a person that you did should make an equal effort to do both in good times and bad to be there for the other person. That's what a true you did is. Binyamin was such a person. Binyamin was a person that was did Hashem. He was a did to his brothers. He wasn't Bechal, the kinna of the other brothers. He wasn't around when they had the kinna towards Yosef. He wasn't a person that had kinna at all. He was a, a lovely person. If you can imagine the best person in the world, that was Binyamin. He was the Yedid. He was there in good times and in bad by Simchas and by Tsaris for Yosef when Yosef needed him to cry on his shoulders and when Yosef went and, and the wish that he had that Yosef would have been at his chasna and that he would have been at Yosef's chasna that was Binyamin. Binyamin was the ultimate Yedid Hashem, and Yedid Ben Adam Lachaveri. With all this as a background, I want to perhaps come back and explain a tarot to what the Gemara means that we started with, that Gemara in Megillah, that says that Binyamin 
was given five changes of clothing, five shirts, and all the other brothers were given one. And the Gemara didn't understand how Yasef HaTzadik could be nifshul in the very thing that he suffered from so much. Why would he go and favor Binyamin like his father favored him? Don't you know what happens when you do that to a person? And don't you know how it's going to cause more jealousy amongst the brethren? Why, are you, why would Yasef do this? Why would he not learn his lesson? And we said the Graz Teretz, and now I want to say my own, that there's an Archas Tadikim that says, when speaking about the Midah of Kinah, and of course when you speak about the Midah of Kinah, you have to speak about the opposite of Kinah. The opposite of Kinah is a person that fagins, a person that's never jealous, a person that's happy when you're making a simcha, I'm here for you, I'm thrilled for you when you get a new car, I'm, I want to take a drive with you, I want to experience it with you. There's a beautiful Misa from Shlomo Zaman Auerbach had a colleague in Kaltaira, another Rebbe, who bought a new apartment. And he told him, Shlomo Zaman, you know, I just bought a new apartment, Baruch Hashem, and we, were, we just moved in. And Shlomo Zaman asked him, do you mind if I come over and, and see the apartment? So, you know, he thought that was a strange thing for Shlomo Zaman to do. So anyway, but he said, sure, you know, whenever you want, Shlomo Zaman, sure enough, like that evening, came over, knocked on the door, and he said, oh, where's the kitchen? He saw the beautiful kitchen, and where's the bedrooms, how many bedrooms, and, you know, the living room, the dining room, and the, the bathrooms, and he checked out the whole apartment. And afterwards, like this rabbi in yeshiva said, why is, why is Rashiva coming over and looking at my apartment? I mean, why is that interesting? So he says, I'm so happy for you that I want to give you an eye in taiva. I want to put a good eye on your apartment. And a lot of people look with an evil eye at everything. You know, they're jealous, and you get a new house, you build a new, you know, a new, a new apartment, and a new, uh, you get a new car, and everybody's giving you that evil eye. But few people are able, not only are they not jealous, they are so happy for you that they want to give you an eye in taiva. They want to, mamish look at your car. Baruch Hashem that you were zeichet to this. Baruch Hashem that you were zeichet to a new house, that you were zeichet to, a, to such a great shidduch. You were zeichet to a great job, and a great graduate school, and a great... Smicha, whatever it is, I'm happy for you. And that takes a very high level human being that not only is not jealous, but is sincerely happy in another person's hatzlacha. And the Yachas Sadiqim writes that as follows, Such a person that has this midah, that's not jealous, that's happy for other people, he is beloved by all. And when such a person is beloved by all because he's so happy for others, then he's zeichet to a special gift. He is protected. He is shielded from any person being jealous of him. If you want to make sure that nobody ever gives you an ayin hara and that nobody is jealous of you, you know what the best thing to do is? Be a type of person that's sincerely and genuinely happy for others. Because such a person that's really happy for others, everybody's happy for him. He's the guy that sticks out in the room that people just like. Just they're, they're just happy for him. There are people we know, you know, they get into a, they get into a, you know, medical school, and we like, uh, you know, he got into medical school, I wish I had gotten. Then there are guys that get into medical and you're so happy for them, because 
They're just great guys. They're just nice and fine. And you know that if you would be the one that got into medical school, you know, he would be the happiest guy for you. So you just want to be happy for him. The reason why we're jealous of certain people and not jealous of other people are because the people that we're jealous of, we know that they themselves have this midah that, that they're jealous of others. We like, why do they deserve that? But a person that's such a good, a good neshama, that's happy for other people, that doesn't have a jealous bone in their body, and that's a really good you did, them, we're not jealous of. Them, we're happy for them because they're just that personality. We just want them to succeed because we know how happy they are when we succeed. And so the Archasadikim gives us this yisai that people that are happy and not jealous for others, they are protected from other people being jealous of them. People are happy for them. People would never, ever dare be jealous of such a type of person. And then he says that that's the pshat in the tefillah that's found in the Yerushalmi in Brachas. There's a tefillah that the Chacham Marishainim used to say. We daven that our jealousy should not be on others. And other people's jealousy should not be on us. So he says the Pshat in the Yerushalmi, beautiful. He says, we daven first that we should not be jealous of other people. And then because we are not jealous of other people, other people will not be jealous of us. It's not like a separate tefillah. They're related. If a person is not jealous of other people, then no one will be jealous of us. It's like a schooler. You want a school that nobody should be jealous of you, make sure, don't be jealous yourself of other people. So according to this, I wanted to just suggest that the reason why Yosef was not afraid at all of giving Binyamin the extra khalifas, maybe they were exactly, they were all, they were five Brooks Brothers shirts. It wasn't cheaper shirts, it was the same exact shirt. But the reason why Yosef could be able to be comfortable giving him this, the very same concept that he himself suffered from so much, the jealousy of the brothers towards him, he wasn't afraid to repeat history by giving that extra to Binyamin, was because Binyamin was special. Binyamin was different. Binyamin being a Yadid, being this special personality type that was so happy for other people's successes, and being a Yadid that he was through and through a good friend, giving ayin to everybody, being happy for everybody's simcha, being wanting to commiserate by everybody's sorrow, because of that, he was a person, as the Archa Sadiqim says, who was divinely protected from any jealousy befalling him. Yosef understood that Binyamin being the Yadid was somebody that the, the brothers would be happy for. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Binyamin got five Khalifa. It's wonderful. Why weren't they jealous? Because Binyamin was Yadid. Binyamin was a person who himself was so not jealous of others, was so worked through. There's a great word in Yiddish, Eiskaabit. Eiskaabit means that you're like so ironed out. You're so worked through. Your midas are so perfect when it comes to other people that nobody would dare be jealous of Binyamin. When it comes to other people, I'd be jealous. But when it comes to such a person that has such good, perfect midas, you don't want to be jealous of them. You want to just be happy for them. And so Yaisib understood that when it comes to Binyamin, Binyamin, I can give whatever I want. I can give a billion dollars to Binyamin, they won't be jealous. Because Binyamin was a person, like the Yaka Sadiqim says, that wasn't jealous of others, and because he wasn't jealous of others, nobody ever would be jealous of him.
And this is such a, an important sight in our lives. In our lives, we have a lot of kina, unfortunately, and a lot of sachris. Sachris is like a worse madriga than kina. It's like this evil competition that we're always feeling that we need to compete against everybody else. This guy's better than me in sheer. This guy's a bigger, you know, he's doing better than me in school. He, has, he, he writes a better paper than I do. He got a better shtower than I did. He, he did a better shidduch than I did. And we're always competing against one another, and we, we create rifts between one another as a result. If we want to really be a great did, if we want to be a friend, that one or two friends that a person could have in life, we have to work on this media. We have to really be happy for one another. We have to understand that we're not competing against each other. It's not a race between the two of us. Everyone, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gives each one what they deserve. There's a Chazal that says that, You cannot get anything away from me that I have, and I cannot get anything away from you that you have. If I get a promotion, even if we're both working in the same cubicle, and I get the promotion, it seems that you're working just as hard as I, if the Rabbi decided that I got that promotion, that means that it was mine to have, and you were not supposed to have that promotion, period. If you think that you were supposed to get the promotion, and you didn't because of me, then you're going to be jealous of me. But if you understand that the Ashkacha, how Yaina is, that whatever happens, happens exact that you will not have kinah against somebody else. You'll be happy for him. And you'll understand there is a divine reason for everything. That's an important sight. That we cannot be jealous of one another. We're not running races against one another. We're running races only against ourselves. And if we want to have yididas from other people, we say, oh, I wish I had a friend like that. I wish I had a friend like Benjamin who was always with me through thick and through thin. We have to have that relationship to others. We can have, we could be the most popular people in the world if we're able to work on these midas ourselves and be genuinely happy for one another and be genuinely able to commiserate when another one has a sorrow and be here and understand that whatever happens to you, I'm here with you. And then it could be reciprocated. Don't wait for somebody else to be that friend coming to us first because it's hard. It's very hard to find in life. Friends like that. Mamish, you know, I've been living a little bit longer than you. If I have one or two friends, like my Rebbe said years ago, it's true. It's such a true thing. You could, uh, you could be the most popular guy in yeshiva, which means that everybody, you know, you're slapping everybody on the back and you're like running for mayor and everybody, good morning, good morning, good morning. But when it comes down to it and you need a friend to really help you, you don't have that many people on speed dial to call. That's the honest truth. Now, how do I get those people? Where do I find those people? I want such a friend. I need such friends. The answer is, it starts with us. If we're waiting for people to just, you know, volunteer, it's not going to happen so quickly. But if we volunteer to other people, we find one person, we say to him, I want to be here, you did. You should just know, I know that things are hard for you. I know that you're drowning a little bit in sheer. You're not getting sheer. I'm here for you. Let's make an extra status. We can have sheer, and I'm going to help you get through sheer this, this month. Or you see that a guy, you know, doesn't have a chavrusa. You go over to him and say, triple up with us. I know it's not so gishmak to have, you know, to have a three-way chavrusa shop. doesn't always work. But never, why should this guy sit alone in yeshiva and, and, and you know that it's not, it's not easy for him. So call him over. Say, join us. I'm here you did. I'm here for you. I care about you. And if you show this midah of caring about somebody else, 
you'll see people suddenly begin to care about you a lot more. You'll see people that really want to be your friend in a true way. And they'll go the extra mile. It's not a person you're going to have to like, I'm nervous to ask him for a favor because I don't want, you know, I'm afraid he's going to say no. You know he'll say yes because you always say yes to him. And if you show that Yididus to him, he will reciprocate. That's the way friendships are formed. Friendships don't, you know, they don't just land from outer space, a friend. A friendship has to be cultivated, it has to be grown, it has to be, it has to be made. And the way you make a friendship is we have to take the first step to show that we are Yididim. That when a friend has a tzara or a simcha, we're here and we're mamish here. And we're going to dance by his chasna more than anybody else. Because we're happy and we're really genuinely happy for the person. And the great dividend that comes from being a Yedid, besides having a great friend in return, is what the Archazadikim promises us, that when we have no kinna towards others, when we're genuinely happy for other people, then HaKadosh Baruch promises us that no one will be jealous of us. We won't have any people wishing us bad. We won't have ayin haras on us. We won't have all the terrible detrimental things that happen when people are not really, truly on board our ship. When people are not happy for us, it causes a lot of problems. When people are happy for us, we are uplifted, we are buoyed by that, by that friendship, and by that camaraderie, and by that feeling that everybody's happy for me. That carries us through life. And so, Mimela, that's the essay that we should all learn from Binyamin, that Binyamin was Yedid. He was Yad Biyad with Hashem, he was Yad Biyad with Yosef, he was Yad Biyad with his Achim, and that's the midah that Klai Yisrael has, that we too have this Yedidus. We are also called Yedid ben Yedid. We are the Yedidim, the sons of Avram Avinu, the ultimate Yedid to the Rabbani Shalom. And if we could show this midah of Yedidus with our, with the Rabbani Shalom and with our Benadma Chaveray, then we have this guarantee that people will in turn be our Yedidim and will be Zeichet to nothing but Bracha Vatzlacha. Have a good chance.